The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3,353. It's impossible to believe. Well, maybe not that impossible, but it's shocking that we're already halfway through the Ahsoka series. And so today is our mid-season review. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Boyvod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So for our mid-season review of the Ahsoka series, we're going to do a quick pro and con list. Top three on the pro side, top three on the con side, a one honorable mention situation. Then we'll do a final grading situation for where we stand in the season so far. We'll start with the pros and I'll go with the relationship between Ahsoka Tano and Sabine Wren as it's been introduced to us and reintroduced as it were since the characters definitely have a history and the fine folks creating the series have been very careful about how they frame this history and it isn't until we get the reveal at the end of episode four that there's been some tragedy that happened on Mandalore and it has to do with the master apprentice dynamic. It isn't just about Ahsoka walking away for some reason. It isn't about Sabine not having any force abilities that anybody's been able to identify yet. There's a lot more afoot and they've managed to set the hook on this very carefully and yeah the just the difficulty and the stubbornness between the two characters and how they have worked or not worked together has been you know, very well handled and seeing how things are fracturing and Sabine doing exactly what she wasn't supposed to do <laughs> at the end of this yeah I think they've done well in setting that up. On the con side I will say that I'm not the biggest fan of the Hera characterization situation right now. I like what Mary Elizabeth Winstead is doing with the character and I like it when they put Hera in action sequences. She is one of the best pilots in the galaxy and we are getting to see her in action which is great. I feel like they're falling short in her depiction as a rebel general and you know maybe this is also coming from the fact that you know with Star Wars Rebels as a guide for everything that Hera has done and then also for the Alphabet Squadron novels by Alexander Freed, where Hera plays a part in those as well. I feel like her leadership as a general in the New Republic was portrayed in a much more dynamic fashion that way than it has been so far in the series, and I'm hoping for a little bit better in that regard as we go on. Back over on the plus side, I will say lightsaber fights are really incredible and awesome, and when you think about how we've had, you know, three seasons of The Mandalorian and, you know, one season of The Book of Boba Fett and one season of Andor. That's not a lot of lightsaber content. Yes, the Darksaber got waved around a little bit, right? And yes, of course, Luke showed up at the end of season two of The Mandalorian and wiped out a bunch of those Dark Troopers. But we haven't really had a lot of quality lightsaber fight stuff for 
quite a few years since the rise of Skywalker, basically. And so, yeah, it's really awesome to see that as part of the action in Star Wars once again. However, on the con side, I will say that the lightsaber fights feel like they're exposing potentially some you know, challenges with the editing. For example, at the end of the first episode, when Sabine and Shin get into their first lightsaber fight, there's that moment where Sabine has her, you know, guard up, basically, and not, you know, guard up, but like her lightsaber is like held high over her head when Shin is able to stab Sabine through the gut. And the way that the scene is edited, it really does seem kind of awkward, like the idea that um, Natasha Lou Bordizzo was just holding her lightsaber up, waiting for her to be stabbed by um, Ivana Sakno playing Shinhati. Like, it seems like that's an editing fix. You know, they do all this fight training and choreography for, you know, so many months prior to getting on to set. But editing really can help fix the you know the way that that dynamic flows and you know something like that where it just seemed like she was just kind of standing there awkwardly waiting for the you know to <laughs> that particular story point to get executed per se yeah i feel like you know that's been happening a couple of times in the editing of the series so far and that was just sort of the most glaring example for me at least on the plus side, let's talk about Kevin Kiner, who we haven't talked about on the podcast so far in relation to the Ahsoka series. So he is doing the music for the series. He's also done a ton of the music on the animation side of things. So this is him coming into live action Star Wars for the first time. And the music has been fantastic. And whereas I can pick up, you know, bits of dialogue or maybe some, you know, sound design cues or you know, even some sort of visual things that are you know, reminding me of various Star Wars movies of the past. I don't necessarily have the same facility on the music side of things, but there are things that I hear in Kevin Conner's music that feel so utterly familiar to me and yet also feel so brand new and so fitting for the series so far. I'm really enjoying the soundtrack and the score to the, <laughs> to the series so far, and Kevin Conner is a huge reason for that. Then for our con side, the last con I'll flag is the pacing of the series. I've seen some critics say that it's fast-paced and some critics say that it's plotting. And I personally find it to be a little slower than faster, basically. That's my own particular take. And once I settled into it, I felt like, okay, like that's fine. This is what the series is going to be. I'm along for the ride on it, and that's okay. But as I mentioned on a previous episode, it is kind of funny that we have a series that is being you know, show run by Dave Filoni, who is a student of George Lucas, whose one direction for any of his actors was faster, more intense. And granted, Dave Filoni has not directed all the episodes that we've seen so far. In fact, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't... Did he direct the first one? Uh, shucks. Now I can't even remember, but I know it's definitely not in the majority. Anyway, the point is, is that this has definitely not been a faster, more intense way of delivering the series. Maybe there has been some intensity in the slow moments, but yeah, it's definitely taking its own sweet time. And as long as you are you know, ready for that sort of situation, then that's perfectly fine. I gotta say though, I do hope we are ramping up to something over these next four episodes. And then the last thing I wanna say is just sort of the honorable mention thing, as it were, which is 
to talk about the performance of Ray Stevenson, who we unfortunately lost back in May of this year, his performance is as Rosario Dawson had described it in interviews, just his own intensity that he brings to the character and the fight that they had in episode four where Rosario Dawson in interviews had said that, yeah, he just really goes hard and he is actually trying to kill me. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what she's kind of said. Like, yeah, she was absolutely on the defensive in those fights and he was bringing it in those fights just like she said he was. And even the way that he handles the challenges from Morgan Elspeth, Diana Lee, and Asanto about, yeah, is that a fear I hear in your voice? Or you know, what are you worried about something? Like his response is like he never takes the bait for her challenging him and always has something kind of wise to say in response. So he's so centered and self-assured and you know, the strength in his calmness until then he unleashes it in that fight. Like it's just such a shame that we have lost this particular light, not only in the Star Wars galaxy, but just in our, you know, acting enjoyment lives in general. And I gotta say also that his, his appearance on set there, like every time we see him, I keep thinking about the way that Count Dooku was animated in Gennady Tartakovsky's Clone War situation where there was just this like, you know, monolithic quality about Count Dooku in that old animation. And Ray Stevenson strikes me as having that same kind of monolithic quality. So yeah, uh, uh, we are very lucky that we have gotten this performance out of him and it is a shame that he is no longer with us. So overall, I think right now I'm feeling like we're at a B on Ahsoka as our mid-season review grade. I want to give it a B plus just because I'm so happy to have Ahsoka and Hera and Sabine on screen again, but in all honesty, I don't feel like it's risen to the level of that just yet, but that's my own take, and I'd love to hear how you would grade this series so far, so if you've got a letter grade you want to drop in the comments, then please do. YouTube, hey, the comment section is right there, and for the audience, Audio listeners out there, if you're listening to it on your favorite podcast app, well then please head over to sw7x7.com, check out the blog post for the show's episode, and drop your grade in the comments there. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.